And this guy gave me advice. He had a kid before I did. And David's advice, I was worried about the delivery and like being in the hospital. David's advice to me is, they're not going to give you a catcher's mitt. It's not like you have to catch something. Like, you know, don't worry about it. It's going to be like, fine. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now, here's your host, Art Eddie. What's going on, everybody? Art Eddie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very happy to have Robert Marinetti and David Walkenheim. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, gentlemen. How you guys doing? Thank you, Art. Doing good, Art. Very excited to be yeah. able to talk to you. Love the title of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> going to be talking about Leo, but first, I want to talk about fatherhood, right? I know you guys are both dads. Robert can go with you, and then you can piggyback David. What popped into your mind when you found out you are going to be a dad? Oh, man. Wow. It was a long time. It was 22, 23 years ago now. Uh, the first one was 25 years, 26 years. What popped into my mind? I'm like, just like all of us, man, I hope I can do this. You know, it's like, and this guy gave me advice. He had a kid before I did. And David's advice, I was worried about the delivery and like being in the hospital. David's advice to me is, they're not going to give you a catcher's mitt. It's not like you have to catch something. Like, you know, don't worry about it. It's going to be like, fine. Remember, they're all professionals, and that was what he told me. But uh, yeah. I don't—I don't remember finding out that I'm going to be a dad. That—I mean, we were trying to have kids, obviously. That was kind of exciting. But I do remember very distinctly when my oldest daughter was born, being like, being like two a.m. in the morning, sitting on the couch, feeding her, looking at this person, like, "Who are you? What is this <laughs> thing now that I have to take care of for the next?" X amount of years, like, where did you come from? And just not, not being able to relate immediately. But then when that clicked and suddenly it's like, oh my God, this is my child. Yeah. That, that's just an amazing experience. I just want to add one thing. I, sure. Same type of experience. First night home from the hospital, I was trying to do my due diligence as a father and like had the late night holding him like, you know, and in the background, I turned on close encounters of the third kind. <laughs> And I don't know, he was only a couple days old, but to this day, my son Zach just loves science fiction, and I'm like, did that get ingrained from that first night home? Like, you know, so anyways, yeah, be careful what you show your kids, even when they're just like fresh out of the, the wombs, I think, so. Uh, I love it. Uh, David, uh, talk about, you know, one of the things I love about Leo is that Leo is kind of like the conscience for the kids to kind of see some things that maybe we don't see as ourselves and certain things like, hey, it's, if you go this path, you'll be able to overcome your fears. So you guys were talking about, you know, when you, when you found out you're going to be a dad or, you know, becoming the dad. But talk about something that's kind of flipped the script. What is something that your kids have taught you either about yourself, about life that you didn't know was there until you became a dad? Oh, my God. I think just the capacity to, to, to love. I, I really, that was the biggest thing for me because after having my first kid and thinking, oh, my God, I love this child so much that really when I, I do remember when, when we heard that we were having a second kid, I was like, oh, my God, do I have more love to give to another child? So I think that really that was a big thing for me to, when the second kid came along to be able to say, oh, my God, I do have more love to give. And that and that how each kid is so different. You raise them the same way or you try to raise them the same way. And I have three kids, and they couldn't be more different, different, uh, different likes, different dislikes, different personalities. It's just that's amazing, just to kind of be able to 
embrace all that or you know try to work through all that and just understand that everybody's every kid is different and yet they're all the same but it just that that they each have their own needs and and desires and yeah navigating that oh it's funny david encapsulate exactly how i was feeling you know it's like the idea that you have so much love for the first one it's like am i going to be capable again and like you do and it's like sometimes it's even greater you know and uh the challenge of trying not to mess it up it was just it just gets better sometimes in some ways yeah. you know uh, you've learned from the first one and you learn how to compensate and try and like at least i tried to be an even better father you know whether i succeeded we'll, we'll find out you know but uh no it, it's it's that for the most part yeah just nice dad hack or piece of advice for new dads what would you offer to them a uh, piece of advice for new dads, I think just, uh, wow, you got to be flexible and, and things are going to come at you that you're not going to expect and, and you got to really just do your best. And, and as long as you have the kids' best interests in, in mind, you know, they may not understand what you're doing or why you're doing it or appreciate it, but that's the best you could do is just try to be the best dad you can be and 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 you're gonna make mistakes that's for sure you're gonna make a lot of mistakes and they may resent you for it <laughs> but hopefully they'll all realize at one point that you're just looking for out you know just to make make their lives as best as they as you could nice my advice is you're gonna hear like from older people like us oh enjoy it it goes so fast right. and it really really does i mean I can't believe it. I have a 26-year-old and a 22-year-old now, maybe 23-year-old actually, just turned 23. But it really does go fast. And I would give anything to go back to those changing diapers at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, small kids, small problems. They seem huge at the time. Bigger kids, bigger problems. Now trying to help my kid, like, you know, find a house or, like, finance his house, finance college. Or get a job. Or get a job even. Yeah, it's really tough. But again, enjoy it because you're going to hear it how fast it goes. And it really does. Like, I mean, Halloween, we, we just celebrated Halloween. And I see kids walking by in my, their costumes. And I just, oh, it seems like only yesterday that my kids, we were taking them out and around. And like, I know it's tough and you've got to make time in your schedule. Appreciate it because it doesn't last forever, you know. Well said, well said. And again, congrats on, on Leo. Uh, I definitely Thank enjoyed you. watching this. Uh, one of the things, too, I, I feel like my daughters are, one is in eighth grade and one is a sophomore in high, uh, college, uh, high school. Wow, not college yet, high school. But I feel like when I was in high school, that was like the tough times. and like That was the coming up of age. Now I feel middle school is. And so you guys take, this movie takes place with kids in the fifth grade getting ready to go on to middle school. And I almost felt like, I don't know if you guys did this intentionally, or you and your team did this intentionally, but I feel like middle school now in this gener our kids' generation is like a tough one to go, maybe as it was like for me in high school. And they're just kind of like trying to find themselves before they go to like the biggest challenge of middle school. Why'd you go with fifth grade? Like talk a little bit about why you did that, because that really intrigued me during this movie. I, th I really think it, initially it had to do with the fact that Adam's kids were around that age when the idea kind of percolated. He he had wanted to watch Greece with his daughters, and then he realized that Greece maybe was a little bit too old old for old for them, a little too risque. 
So I think it was more about doing something for, for them at that age, which was around, around fifth grade. I think that was the initial thing. But yeah, I, I agree with you because I went to a, a elementary school that went through eighth grade. So going to high school, was that was the big scary thing. But I guess here, you know, nowadays or, or other situations where kids go from fifth grade to middle school, that, you know, when you're at the top of, your, of the heap in fifth grade and suddenly in the next year you're at the bottom again, that's a, that's a big transition. And so uh, I think it was just a, I think it was just, a, it was just the time was right to, to do it for fifth graders going into middle school. Robert Smigel, who wrote the script, uh, who had the idea uh, of adding the lizard element to it, I, his kids also were maybe a little bit younger, but it was that, it was in that age range of kind of heading towards fifth grade and, uh, and, and that anxiety about going to middle school. The other thing I'll add to it, it's a really nice contradiction between, you know, it's that before you're preteen and all that, that innocence with the jaded elderly lizard, you know. So there's a really nice dichotomy going on there that I think it really helps the comedy rise to the surface and play nicely. Also, too, just speaking of like fifth grade to kindergartners, you guys nailed the kindergartners <laughs> animation and just like how they are, just like these little like big headed things are just running around, like running, like running amok. And everyone's like, all right, here are the kindergartens. I right. love that. <laughs> Um, you know, like I, I mentioned, like, it's just, it was great to see Leo and it was obviously this world trying to be like, oh, I can do this. It's easy. Sometimes when you think you're just going to get a, give advice, you know, it's going to be like, yeah, this is, this is it. But Leo took the time to understand where someone's coming from. I almost atone it to like when I'm teaching my kids a sport or coaching, they'll listen to the other coach because it's someone other than the parents. Right. So sometimes, like I said, it was great for these kids to kind of see how to get through that that tough time or something that they were, you know, having a hiccup on. What do you hope audiences will take away from this movie? Because for me, my, my wife and I would like, when my kids were a little bit younger, we were like, Oh, what, what was your favorite part? What was your takeaway? As you guys, you know, the directors and all that, what do you hope the audience will take away for it? Rob, you can go first and Dave, you can piggyback. Great. Um, I feel that it's really important. Uh, Leo says it towards the end, you know, being able to communicate, talk to somebody, you know, um, an elder, an elder figure, a, a parent, a teacher, you know, even your friends. But being able to communicate is such an important thing. You know, talk your problems out. Get them out. Like, don't keep them inside. And the fact that um, Leo represents you know, Adam's, Adam's sensibility, like, you know, giving advice, it's not as, like, straightforward or as easy. And, like, he gets it wrong sometimes as Leo. As, we, as parents, we get it wrong sometimes, you know. And I think... The ability to communicate and to try and help others with their problems, the respect for elderly people too. Like you know, it's like it's all there. It's all part of the uh, DNA of the storytelling we wanted to do, and um, hopefully we were successful. And it, it it comes across without hitting you over the head and being too like yeah. in your face. Like you know, like this is what we're preaching today. You know, so yeah, that was the important thing for me. Like. Nice. Yeah, what about you? I, that was pretty much that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> besides besides that, kids should feel that they they can open up to people, not hold everything in, and and uh, speak to a friend even about their problems. That the the idea that that older people not only should be listened to, but that older people should be able to talk to younger kids and to give advice and to to mentor kids and to be able to 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 that you know. Older people have a lot to offer, even though kids look, oh, that guy's old. You know, they've done it. Who cares? They don't know anything. 
you know, kids think they know everything these days, but uh, everybody has something to offer. Everybody has something to to uh, to add to the conversation, except right. maybe maybe turtles. The the <laughs> my favorite scene in that in the movie really is is where Squirtle's trying to give advice <laughs> to the kid about where babies are coming, and he just messes it all up. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's great. I love it. One of the other things I just want to mention really quick is the music, too, like the songs. And um, I mentioned not getting it right all the time. There's that song, Don't Cry. And it's done as a sweet lullaby to a young, you know, one of the kids who's like, you know, doesn't feel as accepted and all that. You know, we heard it from everyone at the very beginning. Adam and Robert, Robert Smigel, wrote the music, too. They really wanted that song in there. And every child psychiatrist and other people don't. It's good to cry. Let your, you know, don't tell kids not to cry. And so people were like worried that are they gonna? Is the audience gonna get that message? And the fact that you know, like when we show the film and people see the film, kids love it. You know, like we we set the foundation where the the old turtle and lizard don't believe in crying and all that to 180 degrees by the end of the film where. It's a good thing to cry. And like, there was a little little moment there where people were like, you have a song about not crying. You can't do that in a kid's film. And I think we succeeded and we uh, subverted that message. And I think kids before adults got the message, you know, it's like, so. And the child shall lead them, right? Um, yeah. right. <laughs> um, thank you, gentlemen, again, for this. The cast is amazing. It's really cool that, you know, this, again, it's a fun movie. We're going to finish off with the father, quick five. Dave, you can go first, then Rob, you can, you know, piggyback the answers. There's five quick questions. Favorite family movie other than Leo is? Favorite family movie? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the Incredibles. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Dang you. That was going to say something very similar. Uh, darn it. Uh, you're not going to believe this. My kids, uh, when we were small, they, they loved Mars Attacks. <laughs> it was just such a strange, bizarre film. Uh, favorite family song or genre of music you look to introduce your kids to is? Oh, I'm going to have to say the Beatles because that's the only one that I can agree on with my kids, even though they, everything that's older than six months, they hate, but I'd, I'd say probably the Beatles. Darn it. Okay. I'm the same. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go first next time. Yes. You know, we all bond with the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make, I'm going to take away the, the, the third one because we're running close on time, but character you can relate to in Leo the most is. Oh, I guess at this point, Leo. <laughs> Sadly. Same, you know, yeah. I, again, I'm, I'm older than David, and, like, mortality is in the back of your mind once you reach a certain stage, you know? So, anyways, same, Leo. Nice. And lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad. What would you want uh, them to be? Uh, loving, funny, and uh, supportive. Right. Okay. Uh, supportive. Uh, loving and <laughs> and funny. No, it's, it's basically nice. the same. David and I are so simpatico, but yes, and it's also great answers. That's why you that's that's why you guys really work well together. <laughs> really, yes. Leo on Netflix with the entire family. It's a great it's a great movie, guys. Thank you very much. I know you guys are super busy. Thank but you, Art. Congrats on the movie, and again, I really enjoyed your time. All right, thank, thank you. So you. Much. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Also, glad you liked. Thanks for checking out this week's edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And also go to artoffatherhood.net.
You can have a chance to check out some great articles like the weekly Dad's Doing It Right column, the Collector of the Week, and many more. Plus, you have a chance to win some very cool prizes like video games, collectibles, all that good stuff. Go to artoffatherhood.net and please make sure you rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts because I'll greatly appreciate it to get the word out on the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to artoffatherhood.net.